What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. Yeah, it was awesome. We worked with Kenya Williams. Um, she helped us find our home. Uh, we had been looking for about 30 days and couldn't find what we liked. And just, you know, we told her the vision that we had and what we wanted to see for our family and maybe even a size of a family that we wanted to grow. And she found us the perfect home out in Douglasville. It was amazing. We loved it. Um, five bedroom, four car garage. Um, behind the house had a creek. It was amazing. We could ask for anything more, right? Hey, just like Ryan Kenya Williams was my realtor as well, she is a wonderful and trusted advisor. Listen, if you are looking to buy or sell a home and you're in the Georgia area, mainly like Atlanta, Douglasville, Cobb County, then you need to reach out to Kenya Williams today. Don't hesitate to give her a call. Her number is 404-557-6636. The home of your dreams could just be a phone call away. Call Kenya Williams today. All right, y'all. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? This Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, man. I'm geeked to be joined today by our NBA correspondent and also our Lakers correspondent, Miles Austin, man. How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling absolutely great after a game one win in the NBA Finals, boy. I'm, I'm geek. I don't even want to go to sleep. I'm about to just be hype all night. Yo, so let me party. Let me ask you about um, how they look so dominant. They look they look dominant up until this point, right? Going into game one, um, you already you know had a team that was coming off of you know the complete embarrassment of the Denver Nuggets, right? And so they did that. Now walking into this is the series, people had questions about whether or not they'd be um, for one ready to go or two. You know, how it would look going up against a, you know, more what people would call a complete team or a team that plays, you know, team basketball. How do you feel the Lakers did um, in their first game out? And what do you feel were some of the keys to their success? Well, I think some of the keys were really just um, being consistent with what they were trying to do. Right. Uh, coming out, we, we took a we took an early deficit. We were, we were down 23-10 in the first quarter. Um, we in that first quarter with, with a 21 to five run. Uh, to close out that first quarter. So that was definitely big. It was really just getting back to us. And that's moving the ball. That's LeBron James orchestrating, Rondo orchestrating. And uh, the role players hitting their shots. Uh, the KC, KCP had uh, two key threes as, as, we, as we were going through that 21-5 to five run. And um, just people people hitting their shots, man. The key, the key to it is uh, just being us and our identity. What that means is coming out and being dominant, dominating the paint. Uh, we did come out playing – outside in which usually usually we play inside out it's part of the reason Dwight Howard got the starting starting job today in game one um but I think the keys are just it's just being who we are man hitting shots now we're not we're not the best three-point team three-point shooting team in the league we know that uh we dominate more in the in, in inside those inside the paint uh with Anthony Davis Dwight Howard JaVale McGee uh and LeBron setting everybody up Rondo has been absolutely amazing in the playoffs um, he has been probably key to our last two series wins. And I'm praying that uh, we go ahead and knock this thing out in five, man, honestly. 
Talk to me about Dwight Howard and his role and how important he's been to this series so far. Definitely, well, man. Well, actually, to uh, this team so far beyond this series. Oh, for sure, man. Like, you think you think about having to go in and play against a Jokic who is a seven-foot monster and what he does in Denver, man. He's a great passer, great shooter, hitting all types of shots. You think about Dirk Nowitzki on steroids, man, the way these one-footers are coming back and – I mean, Jokic was doing his thing, so we needed somebody in there who was a little bit athletic, but we couldn't get Anthony Davis into foul trouble. And that's where Dwight Howard comes in. And I, I, I commend Dwight Howard because he didn't have a great, a great stint here when Kobe was here. Um, and also, he, he just came in and played his role. You talk about a two- or three-time uh, defensive player of the year who's coming in to be a role player, who's seen the NBA Finals, who was the star of a team, who had the, the, the team on his shoulders before and has been somewhat of a journeyman once he left Orlando. Um, I mean, he came in and played his role, man. He said, look, this is what we need from you. You're athletic. Tap into that defensive player of the year mentality and slow this man down and uh, be able to throw your body around. Be physical. you got six fouls. Use them. Um, and I think he was a good catalyst for that, man, as we allow AD to get down there and do work. Uh, JaVale McGee didn't play a lot in that series because Dwight Howard was doing so well against against uh, Jokic, man. So, He's been key, and that's that's kind of why he got to start today because we wanted somebody to go with uh, with Bam out of bio. Um, prayers up, to, prayers up to his family, man. We don't know what's going on with that shoulder strain or the foot for uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, look, if I'm if I'm honest, it look like, it looks like a, a torn ACL. However, uh, we will see what happens with Goran, man. We're praying for that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, as any competitor, I've played you know at, uh, at every level except for the NBA. Obviously, right? <laughs> um, you just want to compete, and you want to be out there on the floor, and you want to compete against their best. When you go up against a team, especially in the NBA Finals, you say, look, hey, you know, Miami Heat, we wanted you. You're here. We want your best. Put the best on the floor. So if we do win, we can say we beat that team. We don't want any asterisks or anything. Well, Goran was down. and You know, the same thing Kawhi gets right now. You know, if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were there, it could have been a different se- – it would have been a different series. Um, so we're praying for a speedy recovery, man. I think Bam will be a little bit quicker than, than Goran, but uh, praying for both of them, man. Yo, um, to be honest with you, it looked like they seemed to have some uptick in play when Nunn came in. Nunn came in. He looked good. He looked fresh. Um, what could Nunn mean to a – what could a – I'm sorry, what could a – remember early season Nunn. What yeah. could a early season Nunn mean to this series? Yeah, I think I think he, I think he would be beneficial, man. I think if Goran can't come back – um, and we're looking at a torn, uh, a torn ACL or anything simple like that where he can't play in the rest of the series. Kendrick Nunn is absolutely amazing at what he does. Erky jerky, gets real comfortable very quick. Streaky shooter. Uh, you, I would think um, – I'd probably think of an early J.R. Smith who can kind of come in and just shoot the rock. Doesn't really have a, a mindset or a conscience. It's like, look, you know, you know what you brought me here to do? And to come up um, out of nowhere and put 18 points up off the bench, I mean, a lot of it was, I wouldn't say garbage time because they were valuable minutes, especially if Goran can't come back. They're going to be valuable minutes for him and getting his rhythm throughout the series. Um, I think it's going to be beneficial for the Heat. I, I don't think that it's going to be a a big, big um, addition or a big advantage, I would say, because Goran, Goran is averaging, that's the leading scorer, so they're averaging 20, a little bit over 21 points. Uh, that's their good assist guy. He's he's a great setup. Um, so none would just have to play within the offense, man. He's a scorer and he and he, he knows how to shoot the rock. So um, I definitely would want Goran instead of him um, because of the way he orchestrates the offense and how he's he's been leading the team in scoring in the last three series. Um, 
But Kendrick Nunn is is not uh, he's no joke, man. He's gonna come in and put up points, and that's 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 been our that's been our Achilles heel. The the two games that we have lost, the one in Portland and the one in Denver, um, where they just got hot. They got real hot, and they weren't missing shots, and and that's what that's what we're looking for that could possibly happen with Miami. That's why I did give them a game. I possibly gave them two because that streak when they get shooting, they get and and you talk about Tyler Hero, a Jimmy Butler. Um, uh, I forget the what the big the big shooter's name. I forget his name. Uh, Duncan. But yeah, Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Um, that dude's a monster, bro, and that stroke is real. So uh, we just got to keep playing our game, man. I think at the end of the day, uh, we got we got a pound in the middle. We got a pound in the paint, and that opens up everybody else to shoot to shoot threes, shoot open jump shots. When you got a team that's focused on Anthony Davis and LeBron James, I mean, people like a KCP, a Caruso, a Rondo. Uh, a Kuzma, they have to hit their shots, man. And and I think that's exactly what they did tonight. I think in that second quarter, we went 11 for 17 from the three-point line. So uh, shooting, I think at the end of the half, we were shooting 65% from the three-point line. We ended with 38, which that's, I mean, that's, that's unheard of, especially for us. That's not a great uh, three-point shooting team, man. I'm thoroughly excited and excited for game two, man. Hopefully we can get it, we can get it knocked out in five and Brian gets his fourth ring. Yo, talk to me about what it would mean um, for a guy like Rondo, because we, we talked about Rondo earlier. What would it mean for a guy like Rondo? Remember, um, at some point, he had to come in, and his coming back to the bubble actually separated this team. It, it turned this team into something different, where it seemed like they had struggled to find chemistry, struggled to find flow, right? It seemed that he came in and, and made that stuff go away for the squad. What, what, what would it mean for a guy like Rondo to be able to come and join um, this LeBron James-led team, come rejoin AD and actually walk away. I, we saw it for a second tonight. He bends over and it looks like he might have been hurt, right? Um, yeah. It looks like something, something was going on there and that could have been devastating going yeah, forward. Sure. The question Definitely. is, what would it mean for a guy like Rondo to, to, to win a championship with this team? I think what it means is that uh, he is who he says he is, right? I think, I think that he's a, he's a basketball savant. I think in the sense of what Bron brings to the court in terms of IQ, is what you see in in Rondo when he's on the court. He's just not that not as athletic, but the guy the guy's IQ is on a whole other level, man. The way he sees the way he sees offenses and defenses and how he can break them down and create for others. I think that when when I when you watch Rondo play, if you really watch him, uh, somebody like myself who analyzes the game of basketball, I look at those type of plays. I was a point guard myself. When I can I can look and see Rondo. Uh, taking a look at the offense and seeing exactly if I go here, this is going to happen. He'll be open. Uh, he'll be open on the backdoor cut or pin down. When you think about this type of stuff, Rondo is absolutely amazing in what he does. And I think he actually understands that he is a vital piece to this, to this championship team. I don't think we, we win. I think we win regardless, but I don't think we win as easily and look as fluid without Rondo on the court because Brown has to play a whole lot more. And the issue that we always had is when Brock came off the court, there wasn't a facilitator or a playmaker. Everybody was shooting the ball. And AD, even with AD on the court, it was the same thing. So Rondo is, is vitally important to what we're doing, and I think we're, he's definitely going to get re-signed. Um, and, and after AD comes out and says, look, I'm going I'm to I'm follow this mf for another, you know, nine NBA finals if I can. So that big brother, little brother thing is real, man. Anthony Davis is in his bag right now. To do what he's doing, averaging thirty plus, twelve rebounds, uh, under well, I think he I think he is twenty five. Uh, it's going to be absolutely crazy, man. I'm excited for the future for the Lakers, man, and uh, I'm glad the Clippers choked. So appreciate it. 
Yo, let's talk about LeBron James a little bit because it, it seems funny to to wait this late on, later on in, in the in the talk to even bring up LeBron James as a, as a focal nice. point of this conversation. But nice. he did lead in in rebounds tonight with thirteen. He also led in assists with nine. Um, you look at LeBron James and, and the role he's kind of taking on with this team. How would you describe his role um, right now? How would you describe his role as a leader for this squad? I think I think I think what it says is that you can lead in multiple ways, right? I think it's when you look at the way LeBron is playing the game of basketball right now, he understands that AD is the most important player on the floor. And, and, and it makes understanding say, look, we need to get you going. And if you don't get going, there was no reason for us to bring you here. Look, I'm always going to get what I'm supposed to get. I'll give you 27, 8, and 8 in my sleep. That's what I average. That's who I am as a person. Let's get you going. Let's get you 20, 25, 30 points. So you can get in the rhythm. You understand what – when you look at Anthony Davis and the fact that he's a three-level scorer, he can shoot the three, shoot the jumper, and score at the rim, back to the basket, turn around, fadeaways. This guy is absolutely unstoppable. Now, when you look at LeBron and the way that he plays, opening up for Anthony Davis, opening up for a KCP, opening up for a Caruso, uh, to take these shots and Kuzma in the corner, um, AD is eating off of that. And when we, when we realize that we want to ex- exploit a disadvantage, we get out, we, we say, hey, look, AD, go to work. You throw it down in the paint, we get on the other side of the court and let him work. And he's been doing that to every big man, every power forward, every center. And he's, the, the man is unstoppable, and, under, and LeBron understands that. And I think this is what separates him from every other player in NBA history, is that the, the alpha males, the Kobe's and the Michaels may not have been able to make this move and, and say that, all right, AD, you're the most, we got to get you going. I'm going to get what I'm supposed to get. And that's what, that's, that's what the difference about LeBron James is. His, basketball, his mentality towards basketball has always been different than the Kobe's and the Michael's. So he doesn't have the killer instinct. He doesn't have this. He does. He just doesn't have it as deep as Kobe and, and, uh, Kobe and Mike because they were the primary scorers. If you really think about it, in 17 years, the tenth, his 10th tenth, uh, NBA Finals, he's never focused on I'm, I'm the scorer. I, this is what I have to do. He make he always makes the right basketball play. He facilitates and he plays the basket. He plays basketball the right way. You can't argue with a superstar who's done that and is doing that in his seventeenth year, uh, almost having a triple double in the NBA Finals. It's, it's it's absolutely crazy. But it speaks to his longevity. It speaks to the way he takes care of his body. When you spend one point five million dollars a year on your body alone, this is the these are the results. Tom Brady can tell you perfectly. He does the same thing. So. Um, I think it speaks to him as a player, who he is as a leader, understanding that AD is, is a focal point. He's going to be the future moving forward when he decides to retire. Yo, last thing, um, I just want to get a few quick hitters in. You, oh, just, sure. you just let me know how this goes. Um, <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm rock. I'm going to throw in, in a real question. You just knock it out real quick. If the Lakers would, lose blank, this series changes. I think if we don't count LeBron and AD, I'm going to say Rondo. Okay. Okay. Rondo, as a as a playmaker, absolutely important. If Miami loses blank, this will be over in four. Jimmy Butler. No, or Bam. Bam's, or Bam. Been, Bam's been everything to this team. He's he's been the MVP in the playoff. Jimmy Butler's been the leader, but the most important person, the most uh, the most yeah, the most important person has been Bam. He's been he's been averaging almost a triple double. He in the last two series he's led in points, rebounds, blocks, and steals for mm. the whole team. The dude the, the dude is a monster down there in the paint. So Jimmy or Bam? I say Jimmy or Bam. 
I would rate Eric Spostra blank out of 10 as a coach. I'd say 10. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA. And you talk about bringing the Miami team by adding a star. I don't think Jimmy Butler's a superstar. Um, you, add a, you added a star. You changed the mentality of that whole team. Now you're in the NBA Finals. You knock off the number one seed, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, number one in offense and defense, and you knock off the other team that was supposed to beat you. Well, supposed to be the better coach, better, better players, better young players, better future. You knocked them both off in five games or six. Five games for the Bucks, and I think six for the Boston. Um, I just think I just think right now they're unmatched, and I, I, you know, they they can win a game. Don't get it twisted, but I just think I think the matchups are in our favor. The public will blank LeBron if he finds a way to lose this finals. Crucify. <laughs> Not even a question, bro. You got to think because everybody was saying the Clippers are the ones that's going to take him out. And if the Clippers get it, so the Clippers aren't there, you beat Denver, you got a Miami team that you're supposed to beat. If LeBron has this with two top five players and everybody's healthy, he wouldn't hear the end of this legacy would be shot. It don't matter. You've been to 10 finals. You lost most of them. You got three rings. That's absolutely amazing. You're on Mount Rushmore, but this will follow him forever. Hmm. He has hmm. to win this. He, and he knows it. He knows. It. He's, not, he's not verbalizing, but he, he knows. He can't lose this series. Kawhi will be blank if they're able to come back next year and win a championship, the Clippers. Kawhi would be blank. If the Clippers uh, are able to come back next year and win a championship. Validate it. Mm. I'd say validate it. I think look at the Raptors and what he did for that team. Um, I think his presence and importance was heavily overrated. I think I think because you look at the twenty two games that he took in load management, they were they were twenty and two in those games. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about a team and a coach that is absolutely leading well, then you can do stuff like that. Kawhi, um, he's not a leader. He he's a, he's a he's a. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go out there and try to lead by example. But I'm not I'm not vocal. I'm not gonna don't look to me to try to lead the team when we're down fourteen in the fourth quarter. Um, that's not him. And that was supposed to be Doc Rivers. And that, that's just, this is why he doesn't have a job anymore. Um, but when you leverage, when you leverage your, your future the way that the Clippers did, when they brought in Kawhi, they, he said, get me Paul George. They try to get Paul George. They trade for Paul George. Check the peep, peep game. Um, for the trade for Paul George, they gave you two physical people, four first-round picks, and four swaps. Mm. That means if your pick is better than mine, I'm taking it. And we're going to swap. You got four picks. That's, that's essentially six people and four potential swaps. So six people. And this, this is like the Clippers don't have a first-round pick to 2026. Yeah. So they, it was either Doc Rivers. And I'm, sure Doc, I'm sure Kawhi and Paul George had to sign off on this. Do we keep Doc? Do we let him go? We just got to let him go. Like, Bomber's not going to be like, well, I don't have a, a first-round pick. I can't trade y'all for real. So Doc Rivers going to have to take the fall. But – I mean, when you talk about a superstar um, who scores 14 points, two points in the second quarter of a game seven, I mean, in the second half of a game seven, one four eleven, I mean, you, you got to step up in those moments. That was your moment to be, I'm the guy. Because, I mean, we, we all know if, if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were playing, we're not talking about Kawhi and the Raptors winning that championship. Mm. Doc Rivers should choose 
if Doc Rivers has a choice between the 76ers and the Pelicans, he should choose which one? I go Pelicans. I would pick I would pick the Pelicans because we saw what he did last year without any superstars. He won 48 games, I want to say, and they took two games from the Golden State Warriors. And remember, this is Kevin Durant's healthy. They took two games from them. So he understands playing from behind. He understands playing as an underdog, and he understands playing – and coaching and uh, bringing up young players, developing young players. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be perfect for him. The 76ers, I think, are a dumpster fire right now. Mm-hmm. You talk about their, their, their on-the-road record that was 9-22, and 22, I believe, last year. You had two superstars. He just showed you what it was going to be with two superstars. You don't want to go to two other ones, one that doesn't shoot and one that talks a lot. I mean, just, take, just take the Pelicans, bring them up, and he, I think he can make them a legit Western Conference team, honestly. And finally, Blank would make a great coach for the Clippers. Mm. I go with Ty Lue. One of those. Yeah, I, I go with Ty Lue. I think I think Ty Lue because he was there. I think mm. he he has camaraderie from the last year. He was an assistant coach uh, all last season. Um, he showed you what he can do with superstars and, and having the biggest one uh, and winning a championship in 2016, coming coming back from a three one deficit with LeBron and Kyrie. I think he's built for it. I think he knows it. And um, I think he'd be crazy to take any other job. I think, you know, the storyline is there. A little brother, old coach, you know, in the basement. They just, I mean, I think Ballmer just paid a couple billion dollars to buy the, uh, no, he paid $400 million to buy the forum and is uh, rebuilding it with like four, bill, four or $5 billion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's worth $70 billion, so that's a drop in the bucket for him. However, you, you, built, you took the form, you took where Laker Dynasty was born, you're turning into the Clippers land. I think Lou would be great in that situation. And I think, uh, I think if, if, I'm, if I'm Ty Lue, I'm, I'm jumping for the job. Hey, coach, put me in. Hey, hey Elton Brand, GM, I need that. Hey, Bomber, I've been here. Give me, give me the team. You seen, you seen what I did in 2016, right? We were in the finals consistently, and I beat a 3-1 team, the juggernaut 73-9. and nine. I think he's built for it, man. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Steve Ballmer or Elton Brand, I'm picking Ty Lue and we're going to move forward. I love it, man. Yo, thank you so much, Miles. I appreciate you joining us, man. You're yes, listening sir. to MTNV Sports, man. This is Miles Austin, our NBA and Lakers correspondent. Um, wow. I know he's super geeked right now. Um, and y'all, I, I don't know if y'all know or not, but I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm excited <laughs> as well. Um, I'm looking forward to, <laughs> I'm looking forward um, to what's going on with these Lakers. We will get a chance to see them in action again um, later this week. Um, and also get a chance to kind of, you know, go from here. This is being recorded just so you know um, what's going on here. Um, this sure. is being recorded right after game one. We love you. We sure. thank you for joining us. Um, Miles, anything? Hey, man, it's all love, man. Let's show more love. Let's hate. Love y'all. Absolutely. God bless y'all. We out. They figure I never be hot as a killer gorilla when I'm in the booth of the feeling. You know what the deal is, not get at your feelings. So this gon' be critical, cut thing umbilical. Put me inside of a mind of a criminal, meaning I'm moving in silence of criminal. We get king up in the pool of familiar, humming a feeling, bruh. Tacular, since it's switched in the Dracula. Drake went back to the Acura. Didn't really wanna see me when I'm acting up. I can't believe it when I made it. Hey, are you a musician or someone with a small business and want to get more attention to your business and to your music? How about you create an ad with the MTNV Sports Podcast? By doing that, all you have to do is DM me, Nora Natish, at Nora, N-O-R-A, underscore Natish, 
N-A-T-I-S-H on Instagram or Twitter. I will help you be able to get your song on our song of the week list and your app for your business on MTMV Sports Podcast episodes. Hit me up if you want that hookup.